yeah, it's it's very hard. Like, just people make mistakes. It doesn't mean that they should like not get backlash for it. But people make mistakes. Yeah. Right. Um, like ruin. Like I see too many times somebody make a mistake. Well, not too many times, but you know it happens. People get they lose all their friends. They lose the one thing they love. And people like for like one mistake they do, you know, they they could get pushed almost to the end. It could drive some people suicidal. So just I don't know. Yeah. Try to be compassionate in the community. Um I'll definitely tell someone when they've, you know, done something wrong and or done something that wasn't very cool. But, you know, if you're going to do something like that, say it to their face. Don't be an internet bully. Like, just put, I don't know, say what you got to say and leave it. Yeah. People get, people can get really bullied sometimes. And, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it was, it was the comments made by the, the cosplay head of Colossal Con, but then they also, yeah, there was a, it was a panel rejection for a uh, cosplaying wild black panel that got rejected, and I think the reason was pretty bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, that's about that. Uh, that would have been such a good panel. That was yeah. A big mistake on that part. Yeah. How do you think that convention should handle like controversies? If they if they find themselves like ensnared in one, see that's hard. It's really hard. I mean, all all you can do is make a very sincere apology. Like you you have to mean it. <laughs> if you don't mean it, it's not going to come over sincere. So hopefully, whoever is in charge realizes that what they did was actually wrong. And yeah and can make a sincere apology and right try to right their wrongs um it's i don't know it's just like just like the individual people in the community if they make an oopsie like you just you gotta handle it the best way you can definitely not feeding into the internet like don't don't respond to any comments take down a post if a post is bad like just get your thoughts together and you know publicly apologize and fix your mistake if you can because um going back to what i said about you know witch hunting a, a cosplayer <clears throat> especially like there's people that won't even know who you are but heard about what you did will start blowing up your comments and blowing up this and that. Like you can't feed into the internet. Yeah, you really can't. Clearly that's what happened with Colossal Con. So, you know, he said some off color stuff in comment sections. Yeah. So that, that was a really, really big mistake on his part and, or her part. I don't know who it was, but, um, there's so many people online so many trolls that know how to just get to your core you you get under your, yeah you can't let them it's so hard 
it, it yeah easier said than done because yeah yeah a lot of you girls have to try to develop a lot of thick skin to not let like comments and trolls get to you yeah yeah um because we're all human and you know although i'm not where i was like i'm in a much better position now um psychologically like my self-esteem is a lot better than it was but that's good I still have my days you know i still have my off days and if somebody happens to say something on one of my off days it gets to me it gets to us you know yeah it, everybody's human People make mistakes. There's no right or wrong way to handle them. I mean, yeah, there's a wrong way. But, <laughs> um, but people, like, you know, there's there's no, like, right way. So you just got to handle situations like that the best of your ability and try to move forward and learn from situations and come out a better person. Yeah. Yeah, like writing out, like getting together a sincere apology and doing it in a timely manner. Because I don't know if that happened with Blizzard where did they, I think they took too long to issue a statement. Yeah. And that also didn't fly well with everyone that was affected by it. Yeah. Um, yeah, just do stuff like that and just, I used to. I understand them, the initial thought to like do what they did because they don't want what, what the, what the guy did raised controversy, right? But I, we, I mean, we still have our freedom of speech and stuff and but by, by doing what they did to try and like, let the kid know, you know, oh, we don't want controversial kind of stuff associated with our um our company by doing what they did they, they rose even bigger like uh, an even bigger controversy yeah so uh yeah i don't know you gotta like people in charge of a big big company like that really need to think before they act sometimes <laughs> yeah they have no idea how much like a small action can impact their their company right exactly um let's see here can you think of i mean i i can't at the moment but can you think of any other convention controversy that happened in recent memory that was a giant uh mess to deal with <laughs> Um, not really. I don't think so. Right. I'm trying to think. Hmm. I mean, the only other one I can think of at the moment is, I think it was DashCon years ago and their ball pit. Is that a ball pit? Yeah. Oh, the, that was the, fun. <laughs> the Dash Con controversy where there was like really nothing there at the con, I think, and all they had was a ball pit. Oh, that's it. 
Something, yeah, something to that effect. And it generated a lot of memes. A lot of memes. This was this was years ago. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was a wild ride. <laughs> yeah. Um why don't we uh shift gears a bit towards a segment that I like to call uh franchise design slash teacher technique. So for your case, uh, again, you did Valkyrie, Dark Valkyrie, Murphy. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your favorite part in the construction of the whole outfit, if you had to pick? Um, like start to finish? Uh, sure. Or just like construction? I get... Um... Maybe construction, like did you have fun making the wings or her staff or um I'm trying to think. I liked this like as far as like a specific item goes, I think the staff was my favorite. The wings were super, super tedious because every every feather I had to cut out of foam eight times. Oh god. And then glue them all together. Like I, I need to work in a more ventilated area because the glue time on that. I was in my basement for quite a while. Okay. But um, my favorite part of costume design is always like, like the final steps of gluing pieces together, and painting weathering i love it's like it's when the costume all comes together and you can start to visually see your work because just you know penciling out patterns and cutting patterns so tedious and just pattern making in general yep you're right about that but um and this was also my first time, you know, well, one of my first times really planning for travel, which I should do with all my costumes, realistically. <laughs> <laughs> but easier said than done. Like the wings and the staff, I had to make sure I could travel with them. So um, both of the wings just slide off. Well, that's good. Uh, they're on PVC, like, pipe, so they just slide off the pipe, and um, the two PVC pipes come, I forget what you call that, it's like a hose clamp. Okay. So the PVC pipes go into a hose clamp that hold them in place, and then you just unscrew the hose clamp, and then you can take the PVC pipe out, and it's basically just a block of wood. <laughs> Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. So it all condenses down pretty small. The wings literally just fit inside, a, like, a large suitcase. So I'm glad that they, they fit. It was close. And um, I should have made my staff in three pieces, honestly. But it, the staff ended up fitting in a an old camera bag that I have. Or, like, it's not camera. Um <clears throat> So, you know, like, a big, long, black duffel? It, like, it would come with, uh, 
like backdrops. I got this like backdrop set up off of Amazon to do like photos at my house and stuff. Yeah. So it was, it's a little bit, it's like a long bag. And I basically just wrapped everything in foam and put it in that bag. It was pretty convenient. Because somebody recommended for my staff, they're like, oh, if you can't find something for it to fit in, try going and getting a, um, a snowboard bag. And I was like, oh, yeah, that would make sense. And when I started looking up snowboard bags, I was like, that looks a lot like my black bag that I have for all my backdrop stuff. So I ended up just using that. That's good. Yeah, you always hear of like horror stories or just panicky stories of cockpit that uh, like they can't travel like on airplanes and stuff with their like stuff mm-hmm. or their materials. So they have to like risk it and like have their things shipped to the hotel they're staying at or right. if they can bring stuff through their through the airport, they got to hope that like the TSA agents don't like mess around with it too much and accidentally break their props. So. Right. Yeah. I had um I had them put a fragile thing on the bag and uh inside uh inside my check bags I had put my reference image that I had been using. Um and I wrote on the back, I was like, This is a costume for BlizzCon. Um I've worked really hard on it. Please be careful if you need to look through the bag. I just basically wrote a note letting them know what it is, what it's for, where I'm going. And um, on the other side of that note was a picture of the actual costume. So yeah, you can only hope that somebody is, if if your bag gets searched, you can only hope that they're uh, respectful, but it is risky. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely have heard of some cosplayers, like they'll add in like little pages of notes and like, to quickly let them know, like, this is what's in the bag. It's for a co- it's for a convention. It's made out of this, this, and this. Please be very careful. Right. I think letting them know what it is, what it, like, you know, I think having my reference image in there helps, too, like, so they can see visually what I was working on, what it is, where it's going, what it's made out of. Like, if you give them all the, the what's they they like aren't as nervous about it. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Cause if it was going to be something sketchy, they wouldn't have that. They probably wouldn't have that much information on all of it. Yeah. Um, right. Hmm. So I don't know. You could always try shipping. Uh, I haven't shipped anything personally yet, but I don't know. Different things work better for different people. I got through somehow. I got through security with my uh, Ava Unit One mask. Okay, yeah. Because I I took it on as a carry on because the long the long horn in the front. Uh, I was really nervous about it breaking because that was it was printed in three pieces and that was one of the three pieces and I was nervous it was going to crack because it has like you know a weak point sure yeah so I was like I'm going to try and carry it on and everybody's like oh TSA is not going to like that and 
I basically, he was like, what is this? What's it for? And I, I told him and I was like, it's made out of plastic. I'll, he's like, it's fine. He's like, it just has to go through, um, what's it called? I am blanking. Like the metal detector. Oh yeah. And I just like, I left. I was like, okay. I was like, it's plastic. It'll be fine. So they didn't give me a hard time about that, but some people they might. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it definitely was something they don't usually see, I'm sure. Yeah. Anything else you'd want to add for this little episode, or? Hmm. Um. Like anything else about BlizzCon that you liked, or? I mean, I think we talked about how to handle convention controversies a good amount. I feel. Um. Uh. So, something controversial, kind of. Um, could be about my trip that I just took for Stanley Supercon. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was one thing that put off this recording a little bit. Yeah, so I was invited to guest at Stanley Supercon Riyadh, which is in Saudi Arabia. And initially I was excited. Uh, I was like, like curious I had to do some research and so I was looking online you know because every single almost every single person that I told was like be safe be safe be aware of your surroundings like everybody was very concerned for my safety and um so like when I started doing my research I I was looking up you know like safest cities in the world and there was like from one being the safest to like 200 something being least safe and <clears throat> Riyadh ranked in at like 63 oh and um these are all cities that were considered less safe than Riyadh there was Atlanta Chicago um Toronto, I, I don't know if that's right or not, Toronto, um, but there were like a bunch of cities that I had been to, and I was like, like, and on multiple occasions, I was like, <clears throat> okay, that immediately made me feel a lot better, and me and all the girls and my manager that were going, we had a big group chat discussing everything, like, like, there are a lot of culture things, um, you are not supposed to, as a woman, you shouldn't speak unless you're spoken to. Um, you know, there's the hijab that you should wear on your head. And the abaya is the, like, um, the long dress robe that you would wear. Right, right. Um, you're not <laughs> supposed to... Uh, hand anything or do anything with your left hand because that's the hand that they uh they wash with so it's considered unclean you're huh. supposed to do stuff with your right hand like we did we did a lot of research just so that we you know we could be respectful and i think if you're going to any other country and you don't know like i mean 
you may think you know about another country, but I think it's still good to always research where you're traveling to. And right, right. Just to make sure you're not disrespecting anyone, like because something that wouldn't even be considered disrespectful here could be considered disrespectful there. Somewhere else, yeah, yeah, yeah. I found out that um, dabbing in Saudi Arabia is illegal. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. So, like, the prime example. So, um, everybody was very nervous, uh, especially my mom and Matt. And I was like, you know, I feel comfortable going. I really do. Like, I have my research. I got a hijab and a baya, and I did all, everything right. So, we flew in. And on my last flight into Saudi, I, I put on my hijab. I didn't put on the abaya, the robe, uh, you know, as long as you don't have a lot of skin showing or anything, it's not really a problem. I mainly wanted to cover up my hair because it's bright blue. So yeah. um, some of the women didn't even put on the hijab when they got off the plane. Um, another thing is they, it was, you're supposed to be escorted by a male at all times, but you know, after being there and talking to a lot of the locals, like a lot of this stuff that I had been reading about is, is dated. Like, oh, okay. All the things that people were, are worried about. And like, like a lot of women in Saudi don't have to wear the hijabs on their head anymore. Like, and things are changing. Like women yeah. in Saudi just got, um, they're they're now allowed to drive. And they work. Right, I heard about that. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that are changing in Saudi Arabia, and there's like this uh, stigma and stuff. Like, I think you know, I was really impressed. Everybody like was very respectful when they were taking pictures with us, and. Even though they'd see they'd see us taking pictures with people, they'd come up and be like, "Can I take a picture with you?" Like clearly, we we just took like ten other photos before you, where we're taking pictures with people, but they're still respectful enough to ask and like, yeah, they're just very respectful. And um, the food was delicious. Everything was beautiful. Like, don't just going back to you know like. Uh, opinions not falling into societal opinions just because something seems wrong or so, because you know because most people are opinionated one way don't let yourself fall into a, like a like the societal norm like have your own voice have your own opinion do your own research because right. I would have missed out on a, an incredible opportunity to see another part of the world that I probably, I don't know if I'd ever go to Saudi Arabia. If I were to travel out of the country by choice, it'd probably be to like, you know, Japan or New Zealand or oh, yeah. Iceland. But like, because of what I do, I had this opportunity and I'm really glad that I took it. Um, so yeah, I mean, don't be afraid. Uh, do your research, and if it says that it's not safe, maybe then be afraid. But <laughs> um, <laughs> like, 
Yeah, Riyadh is um, it's like it's not on the outskirts. The outskirts, I think, are where more so where you um, should be worried. But yeah, it was a great experience. Nothing. The only bad thing I can say about it all was um, it was a little disorganized. But to be fair, this was only like their second convention. And it was yeah, to be expected. Yeah, it was huge. It was like even for their second convention, it was huge. And like I didn't even get to go see the whole convention because of how busy we were. But like I was seeing pictures and there's like a giant Titan Aaron and like I hadn't even seen something like that at a lot of the conventions I go to. And I was kind of sad because I wanted to go get a picture with him. But yeah, I don't know. It, for everything being so last minute, it was a great experience. And if it were if it weren't for the travel, depending, I I'd go back. But yeah. uh, with all the travel and how busy everything was, uh, I may have to revisit my requirements. But I would definitely go back if I had the opportunity. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I'm glad you had a fun time, and I'm glad it really opened your eyes to some of the stuff that you thought was the norm. But then again, like you mentioned, like time is changing. Yeah. Like, other other countries like in that area are progressing absolutely yeah <laughs> like one of the, I, I mean you can always proceed on the side of caution one of the kids uh well he's not really a kid they're like teenagers they were helping us at our booths all weekend they're kind of like security they were volunteers and we were talking about everything and i was like talking about the hijab and how i was wearing a hijab and he's like you don't have to wear that i was like even if my hair is bright blue and he's like yeah he's like people will stare but he's like you don't have to wear it so right. I, I i did wear it uh so a couple times in the hotel i didn't wear it just walking around the hotel but definitely like when i went to the airport and stuff i personally i just wanted to wear it because i didn't want to stick out yeah but for sure yeah, that was a cool experience. That's great. Yeah. Um, I think that's a good place to end it. Um, yeah, just be aware of what you read on the internet. Like, Don't really hop on to hate or cancel culture, even if it is like the hot thing to do right now. Um, and, I mean, hope, hope we... I mean, of course, like conventions, hopefully they don't stir up any controversy, but if they do, I hope they have at least like taken notice of like big blowouts like what BlizzCon did and just like take note on how to handle controversies from now on so that they don't like blow up in their faces. Yeah, hopefully we can all learn from each other's mistakes. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I hope everyone enjoyed this episode. I hope it gave some more insight. Um, hopefully I was prepared enough for you guys. Um, thank you so much to Stephanie for joining me on this episode. Hope you had a lot of fun. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I had a good time.
It's always fun. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> yeah, so be sure to check out other episodes if you missed out. Um, Steph, if they want to find your work, where do they go? Um, I am everywhere. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, Reddit, uh, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, everything. Uh, you can find me under Sute Fani Ruzu. S-U-T-E-F-A-N-I-I-R-O-O-Z-U. Okay. Yeah, definitely check out her Patreon. It's really fun. I got to... I got to pledge back up when I reassess everything in December. Um, no worries. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's about it. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed, and I'll Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Cosplay Bites, the show that's all about conventions, cosplays, and all that fun stuff. Um Really sorry for the long wait in between episodes. Uh, just a lot going on uh, trying to get schedules to line up. But for this episode, I have my wonderful friend, Stephanie, also known as Sue Tiffany Ruzu. How you doing? Good, good. Better now that I'm not sick. <laughs> How are you? Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. So, um... Yeah, just a couple of things uh, at the top. Um, Cosplay Bites, for those who don't know, it's the podcast that's on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and all your other favorite podcast listening platforms. Um, I just want to get out of the way, just a couple of things. Um, if you didn't know, um, I'm basically taking this whole month off from writing blog posts just to try to get some personal things in order. And to also, <laughs> holy smoke, are you okay? Yeah, sorry. Okay. <laughs> uh, just to also, um, I guess, apologize if, like, up to this point, people have felt that my show hasn't lived up to the standard that it could be. So I'm actively trying to make it better, and I'm actively trying to cover more important topics that need to be addressed in the cosplay world, which is definitely one thing that we're going to talk about today. Um, yeah. Also, uh, shout out to my current uh, patrons over on Patreon. Let me just pull this up here quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I was so embarrassed. I was trying to like clear up my throat, and I thought I turned my mic off, but it must be going through my... Uh... Not my headset. Must be going through my um, webcam. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I was like, oh, shoot, he heard that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I heard that giant cough. <laughs> <laughs> um, shout out to my patrons over on Patreon. I have Coralia Jade, Kat Yuska Moonfox, Kendall, Mink the Seder, Nicole Marie Jean, Noah, Oh My Sophie, and Shaylin. And with all of that out of the way, um, yeah, so some of you guys may remember Stephanie. Um, I've had her on the show before. Um, for this episode, 
we're going to talk about uh, BlizzCon, which happened earlier this year. Not this year, this month. Oops. Uh, and then also touch on uh, con convention uh, controversies because BlizzCon certainly had a dumpster fire to control. Yeah. Uh, leading up to the event. And then there's also a couple of other cons that come to mind uh, in this year that had controversy and backlash. Uh, I think the only other one I could think of at the moment is Colossal Con. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. their, their cosplay department and I guess them being racist towards black cosplayers and not like approving their panels and whatnot. If I'm mm -hmm. remembering it right. So, uh, yeah. BlizzCon happened at uh, the start of November. Uh, Stephanie went and uh, yeah, how was it? Everything went pretty good. Uh, so this year, instead of doing two cosplays, I decided to do my one big build and actually enjoy the event for the second day because I didn't get to do that last year. This is only my second BlizzCon. So on day two, we ended up going in and playing Overwatch 2 and the World of Warcraft demo and we got to play some games and go through the, the fair and all that. It was really nice to actually just go and experience it. Yeah. Um, any standout games that you played there? So like you said, you played Overwatch 2. Um, mm -hmm. You played the Shadowlands demo that they had. Um, excited for any of those? Or like the, did the Diablo 4 announcement get you hyped or... I've never played Diablo, actually. Um, okay. I think that could definitely be a game that I'd like. Uh, so, Overwatch 2 actually really surprised me. So, I know almost everybody that follows me or watches my streams on Twitch knows that I have, like, really, really bad motion sickness. And I was so surprised that for a first-person shooter, I didn't get sick when we played the Overwatch 2 demo. Even though it wasn't a very long demo, I didn't feel even remotely sick after playing it. But after playing the Shadow... It's Shadowlands, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the new expansion. After playing that demo, I felt really sick. Not really sick, but my stomach was a little queasy for just being a demo. And usually, like, third-person games don't get to me like that. But, um, I mean, they were both really fun. I had fun playing them. Uh, Kate Sarkisian and I had kind of been talking about maybe playing World of Warcraft together because I had been playing, like, a demo a couple years ago. Actually, it was one of the first games that I streamed on Twitch. But I never wanted to subscribe to World of, War World of Warcraft, so I never committed because it's kind of expensive, and uh, yep. to not have people in my like on my level of gaming because I everybody I knew that played World of Warcraft was like so advanced, and I didn't really have anyone to play with. But now that Kate's playing, uh, I'm kind of excited. So I actually hopped on last night and finally made my subscription. <clears throat> but I was really sad that I got so sick last night. Like my head, 
it was like a really, really bad headache and I got really nauseous and ended up getting off after getting to like level four. Oh, jeez. And um, so Matt kind of helped me adjust my, my field of view because I don't, everybody is talking to me about adjusting my settings and stuff. I don't really know exactly what to do. So he almost has it set up now to where like it's very um like you're looking down on the character like almost like a league of legends uh point of view like perspective okay yeah top down yeah so i think when i play next time i think that's really gonna help me out a lot so i'm excited i just i want to like play a game again that i can get really into and play with a friend like i don't know it's just been a while since i've gotten really hyped about a game yeah yeah, I know. I'm diving headfirst into Pokemon Sword. I mean, I cleared oh, them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who did you choose for your starter? Who did I? Uh, Sabo Squad all the way. Nice. <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, I beat the main story <laughs> two days ago. Nice. <laughs> oh, that is crazy. It's the most fun I've had. Just just grinding for levels like it's just so much fun because i mean they made it easier with you having like a permanent experience share so that everyone levels up regardless if they're in the fight or not in your party so now i'm just catching a couple of things that i wanted to have for my overall team and leveling my guys up like they're all in the 60s and 70s so nice yeah and then like after that i mean the next game on my list is pretty much uh, Final Fantasy VII's remake in March. Oh, yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, unless I get desperate for something new, and then I'll probably get Luigi's Mansion 3. I don't know. Um, but then, like, I've also been playing on my new Switch Lite that I picked up uh, the week before Pokemon came out, and that's... It's a good-looking... Yeah, it's a good-looking Switch. <laughs> That's cool. So that one's more of like a handheld, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a hundred bucks cheaper, and you're basically stuck in handheld mode permanently, and like you can't detach the Joy Cons. But um, I got the Pokemon edition that came out um a week before the new game did, and uh, yeah, I love it, love it to death. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. So. Wizcon talked about the games. So, what about your outfit that you wore? So you cosplayed for one of the days, correct? Yes. Um, pro- I think it was Friday, right? Because the con was Friday and Saturday, or was it Sunday too? I can't remember. But it was the first day of the event that I wore the cosplay, and um, it was really good. Like a I think the only malfunction I had in my travels was the wings. Uh, I had airbrushed them very poorly because I'd never airbrushed before, but I specifically wanted to use an airbrush paint that was um, translucent because then it would allow the LEDs to shine through it. So that's why I ended up using an airbrush. But anyways, so my wings were like laying on top of each other and there was a little patch of paint that stuck to the other wing. So when I pulled them apart, it came off. 
but I don't think it was very noticeable, especially when I put the lights on. Um, my staff made it. The uh, the vape pen that uh, Alex Price and Paige Sicole Art uh, hooked me up with made it. Um, I was a little nervous about that getting through. Uh, so I just kept it in my checked bag. And we put the battery in with the camera bag and we didn't have any problems. Everything functioned and went really well. Only thing is, is that uh, with the lights and the smoke and it, it was very uh, eye-catching. So I kept getting, you know, stopped all the time for photos and stuff. But yeah, it was it was hard because. Like, if I needed anything, like, Matt's a really good handler. He's always there to help. But because of how much help I needed and how busy we were, I was looking forward to actually getting, like, a handful of photos back. Like, because I don't – sometimes when I wear a big costume like that, I won't get, like, good photos back. And I'll have to, like, try and shoot it another time or something. But Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's helping me that he didn't have time to like really get a lot of good shots. Plus it's hard to get good shots at BlizzCon because just so many people, there's so many people. Oh yeah. So I'm going to have to definitely shoot that another time. But right. Overall, everything went really well. Uh, I pushed myself pretty hard in that. My feet and my, my back hurt really bad from those wings. Ouch. By the time I was ready. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just a quick refresh. Um yours yours was a mishmash. Like it was you combined WoW with Overwatch or was it like Yeah. That was um Zach Fisher's design. It was Dark Valkyrie Mercy. So if yep. you want to see it visually like his concept, you can go to his page, Zach Fisher art, I believe. Yep. And uh, you'll find the Dark Valkyrie Mercy, and then you can go to my page and see my my take on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It looked really good from the photos that I saw. You did a really incredible job on it. Like, I'm always I'm always impressed with how much you're, you push yourself, and with each big build, like, you just seem to get better and better with each one, so. Oh, thank yeah. you. That really means a lot. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, it's hard as a cosplayer to grow because, like, you do one cosplay and you're like, okay, well, how am I going to top that? How am I going to, you know? But I think my next uh, project that I think I need to do to um, kind of step out of where I've been is... I've done a handful of armors, but I've never done anything very, like, bulky. Like, I feel like I want to do something with really big pauldrons and, like, like a really, like a meaty, a meaty cosplay, if that makes sense. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when it comes to, like, meaty cosplays, um... Like a Reinhardt or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, a couple of Blizzard games are pretty, um... They give you a wide variety, because I know just a lot of World of Warcraft cosplays, like, some of the characters have crazy armor, like, um, Varian and Anduin. 
mm-hmm. on the alliance. They have crazy like lion head pauldron that are just massive and um because I know um Ashley cosplay did a gender bend of Anduin Rin like as a king. Um and that looked incredible. That was that was really bulky and shiny, yeah. shiny armor. She's super talented. Yeah. She is. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um I even felt like Danielle Blue, um, like her was it what was she like a an orc um Abelis? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She was part of a Zach Fisher related group, I believe. Yeah, I felt like her her um pauldrons were kind of beefy too. Yeah. I just think I want to try something a little bulkier like that eventually. Yeah, that sounds like a good next step for you. I think you could do it. Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. It'd be something I haven't really done yet, playing with like big proportions and stuff. Yeah. Um. So, do you see yourself going to like other BlizzCons in the near future? Because I know you said this was your second one, but does it still like have that kind of magic and awesome energy that you still want to experience down the line? So, for me, uh, it's more a matter of like finances right now. Sure. You know, there's only so many conventions I can go to and afford financially. Um, So I really do like BlizzCon. Um, All the hype and all the cinematics and getting to go play. Like, they put on really good displays and uh, all the cosplay is incredible. It's a great con. But it's hard for me especially to get over to uh, West Coast cons. So... It'll be up in the air. We'll see. I'd like to go again, but um, I may not end up going next year. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, I know for me, I had to skip out on Katukan this year, um, but I'd love to definitely try and go next year. Um, it's just a matter of funds and getting the time off from work. Right. Unless I'm in a completely different place by then i'm not sure um yeah because i mean i'm i'm pretty i'm pretty much restricted to the east coast yeah. uh i'd love to go to a west coast con someday like even though i'm not i'm not that big of a blizzard fan but i mean like i'd love to experience BlizzCon at least once mm-hmm. yeah um so the other part of blizzcon for those who don't know or weren't aware, um, Blizzard had this massive controversy explode on their faces like a couple of weeks before the con actually happened, where, to sum it up, um, it was during a Hearthstone competition during the stream, and one of the players who actually won uh, held up a uh, free Hong Kong sign because it's a, it's a long story, but there's just a lot of bad stuff going on in Hong Kong right now. Um, a lot of protests. So this player showed his support and that got him banned from playing competitively for a year and well as having his uh, prize money taken away. And then I think the casters of that tournament also got banned 
but then yeah but then later on like they re they gave back his pride money but then reduced his uh ban to six months rather than a year and that did not go over well with everyone else <laughs> yeah so there was a lot of protests at the con from what i understand um i know the president of blizzard issued a statement that people aren't sure if it was like half baked or not really an apology, so, uh... Right. Did you see any of that at the con? Um, I did see a few, uh... Yeah, I mean, I saw a few Winnie the Pooh costumes. And, uh, <laughs> and I did see, like, a group of people protesting with signs and stuff. I mean, as they should, as they're, you know, they have the right to. But... What I don't really agree with in the community is um, they, they messed up. They messed up big time, and they deserved every bit of retaliation, you know, they received from it. But people had already spent money on BlizzCon tickets. They'd already been working very hard on their costumes, and they still love the games. Um, it was one like one person's mess up, you know, one higher up was like, we're gonna, you know, ban him for a year, we're gonna take his prize money. It was one person that made a decision that was wrong. And for his decision, obviously there was, like I said, they deserved all the, like there should be some sort of retaliation for it. They need to know that they messed up and they need to right their wrongs, but for people to start attacking cosplayers or people that want to attend the event, that's not fair to all the creators of the games that had nothing to do with that decision. Right, exactly. They've been working very hard. They worked hard on all these games, and everybody worked hard on their costumes, and everybody still likes the games. So yeah. what I have to say about that is I don't agree with it. Um, and I think it's good that they tried to right their wrong. Did they write their wrong? Mm, that's open for discussion. But yeah, I think that, you know, hopefully they learn their lesson for the future and don't like, don't bash cosplayers for stuff like that, you know, and people that enjoy the games because it's not fair to all the people from the company that worked really hard on it. And yeah. For one person's big mess up. Yeah, because even people, there were people internally at Blizzard that were protesting, like shortly after the whole debacle started. Like they don't agree with what upper management said, but like, yeah, like definitely don't go attacking like the developers or like sending them death threats. That's right, right. That's not how to go about this, no. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of controversy, but yeah. hopefully. Things will simmer down and they'll, you know, not do something like that in the future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts on, like, how conventions should handle, like, controversies or backlash for, like, stuff that they did out of line that weren't really um... stuff that they should do? Because, like, the other thing that I mentioned, like, at the top of the show was... um colossal con um i don't know if it was if it was their main event or like colossal con east but 
um, they turned down uh, several. I'm probably remembering this wrong, but they turned down several panels that were focused around uh, people of color and like black cosplayers. Right. Um, and that just didn't sit well. Like their reasoning for turning down the panels was kind of bullshit. Yeah. Um. Because I don't know the full story of that. Like, it, I have some questions about that. Because if it was just, if it was just one panel, is there, I'm not siding with anyone, but is there a possibility that maybe they just didn't, you know, there might have been other panels that would have gone over better? And that was the reason that it was declined and it just kind of was viewed wrongly. Or if it was multiple panels around the same um, theme that were not accepted, that makes more sense to me if there was multiple. I don't know the whole story, but- Right, I probably got the, I probably I, got this wrong too, cause I'm just looking it up right now. Um, Something just, like that would actually be really good in the community, personally, I think, because there is a lot of um, question around black people cosplaying when majority of characters are white and like, you know, how to fit in. I think it would have been a great panel, personally. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who made that decision and if it was if it was actually a racist decision or if he just didn't know if it would be a good panel and and then everybody got upset about it being declined. I don't know the situation, but either way, uh, I think what they did was a good decision. I think choosing to, I think they changed uh, management or something. Yeah, no, that's what it was. I'm looking at it right now. Um racist comments and like disgusting comments were made by someone that was um the head of the the head of the cosplay department at colossal con okay then that that's not okay (laughs) yeah i try i try to give people the benefit of the doubt you know i'm not just i'm not the type of person where i hear about something i'm like oh yeah screw them like i'm not just gonna go with and neither should you you know not until you have heard all the information and have been able to make your own decision like i feel like a lot of people maybe i mean no i'm not i just think it's easy to be swayed a particular way when most people are against something so like whenever there's controversy in the community please like do your research and like have your own opinions because there's a lot of like witch hunting and stuff that goes on in the community, even though, even though Colossal Con was in the wrong, just for controversy in general, you know, don't side with something just because it seems like you should. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Cause like cancel culture is very uh, prevalent in today's society. So I mean, people just have to be careful about, like, not jumping on the bandwagon of, like, hating on someone just because it's... Right, like, people individually, like, cosplayers, like, somebody gets... Somebody makes one oopsie, and, you know, their cosplay... 
career is over. I mean, right. not, not really career, but you know what I mean. Right. Uh, unless they are doing it as a career, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but like, 